Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Something to Talk About. Uh, this is a program where the conversation can uh, cover uh, several things or one thing or nothing at all. And uh, waiting for my co-host to drop in. So I guess I'll probably just talk about something that's very special to us and to the show, and that's our sponsors. Uh, we are sponsored by Christine Dean, who is the networking diva in DFW. In fact, her website, dfwnetworkingdiva.com. What Christine can do is help you make your business even better. If you want to enhance your website, if you want to enhance your marketing plan, if you want to just get some information and, and, and want to know if what you're doing is okay, reach out to Christine. You can do it for free. Reach out to her at dfwnetworkingdiva.com and she'll answer all the questions for you. And we're also very fortunate to have a second sponsor. And I'm very, very pleased to have Irving Chung, who is a, uh, a franchise consultant. Now, everybody at one time in their life says, you know, I'd rather work for myself. Well, sometimes franchising can be the answer. But if you don't know, it's good to ask somebody that does know whether it's right or wrong for you. There's no pressure. Call Irving, reach out to him on the website at bigconsideration.com. And if you got any questions at all about, hey, is franchising even remotely right for me? He'll be honest enough to tell you. So reach out to Irving Chung, to Christine Dean, and hey, they're just good people. And I wouldn't even say a word one about them if I didn't feel that way. And look who's on the screen now. Sorry. I was, I was, I was, I was backstage. I guess last week's show. I don't know. Oh, on last week's show. Well, I was backstage, and I Mark said I texted both you guys. I said I'm backstage, but he said I was on the wrong link. <laughs> uh, you were on the wrong stage, heading out of town. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I literally because I don't know. My computer has changed since we started the show, and I have to. Copy. I can't. I used to be able to just double click on the link that Mark would email us. Yeah, you should be able to. I can't anymore. I have to now go in and copy it, and then go into Chrome, and then it gives me all the links. And I, I, I guess I hit up the wrong link, and so I don't know why I have to do that now, but I do. And I'm sorry. It just creates a little bit more. Vaughn, ask your son or your daughters. I know. They know all this stuff. I know exactly. You know. I know. It you just you have to ask a, a teenager or yes. yeah exactly. <laughs> they got all the answers i mean yeah. i even asked my 11 year old grandson you know oh pop you're doing it wrong you just have to push this button and this button oh yeah, yeah it works i know i know, <laughs> I know. I, I, you know each generation knows technology better than the you know oh tell generation. me about it and and what's really fun is to go back and now tell when I tell my grandson about the technology that we had, like I showed him a calculator. What, what, what's that pop? Yeah. You know, what, what's a calculator? I mean, everything he does is on his phone with voice commands. Now you don't even have to, you don't even have to enter anything. Just give it a voice command. Well, I have to tell you on that subject, we just came back from Houston where we were helping my parents not pack up, but we were helping them organize their belongings 
to kind of categorize what was going to go with them on the move, what was going to be donated and what was going to go to auction and what was going to be just simply trash. But we came across in the process, we came across about three carry cases of very organized slides in the metal, back when you had to send your negatives in and they would come back individually um, set in a metal box and then right, each right. slide would then be inserted into a bigger, larger, rectangular kind of- um, A projector. Uh, well, well, not the projector, but the, the, the all the slides are in this one piece that you slide into the projector then, and you hand, you have a little hand kind of slider that pushes the slide in, pulls it out, <laughs> pushes it in, pulls it out. And we couldn't believe we came up, we found the projector as well, and we turned it on and it worked the light bulb and everything. And so we actually got distracted from task at hand and sat with Emily and Elizabeth and watched these, because every slide box was individually labeled Larry and Barbara's wedding or whatever the event was. And we looked at their wedding and my girls held up the slide. They said, well, how do you, I said, you have to hold it up to the light. And they said, oh, and they were looking at these slides through the light and I'll tell you, Stuart, even I looked at the slides and they have a an image that is so real and beautiful and like different than today's images. And I don't know how to explain it, but these slides, it almost looked like it was real life. Like, do you remember those um, those toy things that you would click, 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 click and, yeah. the, and the circular uh, things would go, you know, images. And you had- I don't remember like, the name of that. I don't either, but you know, and it looked like it was 3D. Right. These images of my parents at their wedding looked almost 3D. They weren't, but they these slides were just beautiful. Anyway, we kept them all and we kept all the film reels of my dad, you know, in his football glory days and you know, coaching and all that. And I just remembered it was called a Viewmaster. Very good, very good, very good, very good. Anyway, I, I, that was kind of I got sidetracked, but you know, you were talking about just technology. The girls were fascinated, and and even the projector was before my time too. By the way, I mean that 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 projector was very very old. We couldn't believe that it actually turned on and had the light bulb still working. That just shows you how yeah. well things were built back then. By the way, yeah. But keep in <laughs> mind that you said that those pictures were so crisp and clear and everything. That was also at a time when you got high speed film and you put it in a a camera that was about the size of a bread box uh, and all that had all kinds of fancy settings on the lenses in order to get those kind of shots. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I remember I always took more slides than I did prints. Uh, and you always had like the top two shelves of your, of your, your closet were just filled with boxes of slides. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it took up so much room. Now you take and put 10,000 photos on a little thumb thumb drive. Yes. But the problem is with that, and this, this is a topic for another day, I think, because what to do with all these digital photos? Because back in the day, you would be very careful to get that right shot. And you didn't want to use up all your film in the process. Nowadays, you just click, 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 click. You could take a hundred of the same image. Doesn't matter. It's digital. Right. But what do you do with them all? And how do you organize them? And 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 they're not in albums. They're on your computer. And I don't know. It just to me, it took away a lot of. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved that my girls got to experience 
sitting there and looking at these slides and it was it was really fun we, we we decided to keep them all and there was a woman who came to the house who was talking to my parents about their auction and she said you know you can take these and digitize them digi right. digitalize that digitize them or whatever i could do that with the films and i could do that with the slides but right. she did say that it's it's she I, I haven't done my own research on this but she said it's very expensive so I would like to, if it's affordable, put it all onto some kind of CD or something for the grandkids. But I'll tell you, even if I do that, in twenty, in ten to twenty years, that will be outdated. <laughs> what I do today with these slides and films will be outdated tomorrow. Well, there there are people, and you, you're right. It can be a little costly to transcribe a, a film and 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 slides to to a thumb drive or to a disc. And all, but again, you could probably get a teenager that could do that. Yeah, yeah. As long as you got that projector, they have a way of putting a, a cable in between your projector and the computer and then right, to, right. to download it and do do all of that. I should just put it out there on next door and see if somebody jumps at the opportunity to yeah, help me out. Yeah, wanna wanna transfer some slides to uh to a digital format and who, right, who, exactly. who can help me? Who can help me? Who can help me? Well, there you go. That's that's a good segue into form of advertising, right? That's next, right. That's what you guys do. Somebody <laughs> will answer your ad for 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 help. Exactly. And and well, I just I got on this thing about advertising because uh I on the computer about at least once a week, I get this thing called YouGov. It's it's their surveys uh and all. And I answer these surveys and all, and you accumulate points, and after you get so many points, you you can get a gift card or something. And I've been doing it for a few years. And about a week or so ago, I got one and it was talking about advertising, and it was talking about prior to the pandemic and all. What forms of advertising did you get your information from? Like social media, billboards on the highway, uh, magazines, direct mail. And then it went into the second part that talked about during the pandemic, how many of those formats were you still following? And then now that we're coming out of the pandemic, what are some of the things that you're following? And I found it kind of fascinating because there were a lot of things that were on the list that I had kind of forgotten about. You know, for instance, during the pandemic, think of all the millions of dollars spent on billboard advertising on the highways and nobody was going anywhere. Yeah. Nobody was traveling. And also that was, that was like money that was almost, you know, lost uh, because somebody had paid for a year or two years in advance to have that billboard. And when you were, Going into that that exit on the highway, it was showing you where the Holiday Inn was at that exit, and then all of a sudden you didn't have it anymore. Right. Everything seemed to be going to the computer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't it, think that many I don't think that many businesses were given any kind of break on that either. You know, I don't think that anybody uh, or, or very few out of the goodness of their heart said, Oh, well, I know you already paid for a two year contract on that billboard. Sorry. I don't, you know, I just kind of saw that happening around with leases around here. We had business, local businesses that had just opened right before the pandemic and you know, they were not let out, they were not let out of their leases. And yeah. They, yeah. You know, I mean, one of the, one of the greatest forms of advertising for ind individuals is business cards. 
I mean, you know, you could get you can get a thousand business cards for ten to twenty dollars now and all. But think about all the people that had spent all that money on business cards, and nobody was going to to chamber right. of commerce luncheons and all. And so that is a you know, if you're an insurance man, man, your advertising is passing out those business cards, connecting with people, and you didn't you didn't have that. What you did have was on television all of a sudden, and stop and think about it because we all see it right now. How many commercials are there for insurance companies? USAA, Geico, Farmers, you're in good hands with Allstate. Almost every commercial break, there is at least one insurance company that's trying to recapture the, that audience that they kind of, kind of lost along the way. Yeah, I, you know, you, you certainly during the pandemic, advertising changed because there wasn't a lot of foot traffic. There wasn't a lot of uh, you know, uh, road traffic, you know, to see billboards and to, you know, and there wasn't a lot of, in, well, there wasn't hardly any in-person gatherings to hand out business right. cards. So I do think that social media, while social media has always played a huge role in our communication, just generally speaking, it really kicked in big time advertising. And there are just so many social media outlets where you can, you know, tap into to advertising opportunities and just it's an amazing it's an amazing vehicle for advertising. I I tend to most of the advertising that I I don't watch a lot of TV, um, and when I do, a lot of times we record our shows and watch them later, skipping commercials. So I have to say I. I get a lot of, if you were to ask me, most of my advertising comes from social media, whether it's you know, our local next door here or just Facebook. I mean, a lot of my, you know, so, um, I, and I think that that's going to stay the same, but you were talking about insurance companies now really out there advertising. There are a lot of businesses right now that are trying to capitalize on the effects of the pandemic and kind of the, right. the new habits and behavior and concerns um, and wants and needs of the general public, you know, based on kind of what we experienced during the pandemic. I know that I heard just the other day, it was, I don't know, maybe I was driving in the car and it was on the radio, but it was a company saying, we can reinvent your, we can help you reinvent your workspace. And it was something to that effect, you know, and because, I mean, a lot of companies are redefining um, kind of their in-person, the, the balance of in-person and out-of-office work experience. So, yeah, right. I, I, and you know what? I have no problem with companies seeing a need um, based on certain situations, which the pandemic was a big situation, and and trying to then be proactive and moving forward should you need to tap into that. kind. So I, 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 um, I like social media. I like advertising social. I like also... Um, real life recommendations. And, and I keep referring to next door because I really like that. And I think I like it because it's, it's a little bit more personalized and I don't know how many communities across the country have this type of outlet, but, or, you know, whatever, what would you call it? A web, it's not a website. It's a, what would you call next door? Well, ne next door really is a, a social media uh, yeah. network. I mean, sometimes people on next door are just venting because the, their well, neighbor left the garbage yeah. out. True, but true. Now what they're, they're starting to, to come, you can go into next door and you can go into an advertising or a business section and people can list their businesses uh, but you're absolutely right. A lot of people are saying, "Hey, uh, I need I need somebody to put gutters on my house. 
uh, any recommendations. And when you get a recommendation from somebody who has found a company, uh, it that makes makes more sense. We used to have uh, Angie's List. Uh, yeah. You would go in and you, but a lot of those are a little bit biased because somebody paid to get their business listed there. Yeah. Uh, for instance, if you go into magazines, you can find advertising uh, uh, for companies in the magazines, but they're presenting their best foot forward. Uh, whereas Nextdoor might say, uh, and and I do see this on Nextdoor, you probably do too, is uh, people will post, uh, don't bother going to this restaurant. We went there, the service was terrible, the food wasn't that good. So you kind of accept that kind of endorsement also. But if somebody says, you know, like for instance, where I live, we got a guy named named uh, uh, the garage door guy, Myron. Myron, the garage door guy. Myron. That that that's his name. This guy is an absolute genius at fixing garage doors. He's very reasonable. I'm and gonna. You keep talking. I'm carrying. <laughs> keep talking. I'm carrying you to my garage because I think he did our garage door. The name. Myron. Okay, and and I mean he he has been. He does no advertising in newspapers or or anywhere. A little online because he says that he is so busy with word of mouth advertising. Which, yeah. by the way, is the the most effective. Okay, Stuart. 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 Yep. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I'm trying to center it. There he is. Myron, Myron the garage door guy. See, I told did you. He, did he did he put a little sticker on your garage yeah, door? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? And if somebody ever puts on keys. next, anybody ever puts on next door, you know, hey, uh, my my garage door won't open. I need somebody to come out and repair. Call Myron, the garage door guy. Here his, here's his phone number, and he's usually there within an hour. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's very – I think that's – I don't know if it's ironic or if it's just a true testament to Myron and how, uh, how, how good he is at what he does. But he is, he is, he is incredible. He, is, um, he helped us after the freeze. We had some issues with our garage doors, and he is. And, you know, he's not only good at what he does, but – and we're giving him a little shout out here, which is fine, but he's, um, he's professional and he's fair and he's honest. I mean, there's just so much. And I love how he put that little sticker. He, that's his little leave behind and <laughs> just sticks it on yeah. the garage wall. But I, I, you know, I find that with very often, if you work with uh, a plumber, plumbers, uh, plumbers often will leave a sticker behind or so, and people will, will also do the same thing. I uh, need to replace my, my water heater. Uh, you know, and I don't want to spend a fortune on it, you know, any recommendations and somebody, and it's usually the local independent yeah. people that usually have the edge, uh, because the, the large companies, and I'm not going to name, name any names, but they're on TV and they do a lot of advertising, but they got to pay for all that advertising and, the, and, and all those trucks that are out on the road. So sometimes their services, you know, I always have a problem with any any kind of company that has to say, "Well, yeah, it's eighty five dollars just to walk in the door." Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and we don't give free estimates. Uh, good, uh, check them off the list. Well, you know, I like <laughs> speaking of advertising, which again is you know kind of our topic here. I I like that we just touched on those little leave behinds because I think that those leave behinds can be very effective and um and also easy to do. I know that well, of course, Myron, we just showed you does has a little sticker little label i'm sure it's little by the way it doesn't need to be big and extravagant all it needs is his name and his and his phone and number his, and his phone number and like 
you know, you drive down the street and I can't tell you how many times we've seen if the landscape company is um, redoing someone's front yard or beds or uh, someone's having some renovation or uh, work being done to their house, painting or, you know, cabinetry or wood, wood floors or whatever. It's a great to stick your sign in someone's yard while you're doing work is a great way to advertise because I know many times Phil and I have been driving and we're on the, you know, we're just talking about starting a project and we see a neighbor that we've known for years. We respect them. We know that we, there were opinions. We would value their opinion. We would, and we, we just did that the other day, got somebody who's doing work because she had damage during the storm and we're thinking about redoing something in the house. And so we got the number and he's already been here to give us a quote. So yep. it's very, very, the, the, the leave behinds and the SARD yard signs are very good ways to advertise your business. Yeah, and even approach the people that are there and say, excuse me, do you have a card? And you get a card from them. And then you can follow up with the neighbor and say, uh, you know, the, the work you have done, are you you be happy? Did you get a fair price? Were they on time? Did they do a good job? Did they clean up? And if it's yes, 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 you hang on to that card. And when you need that service, you're, you're more apt to call those people because you say, I did, you did my neighbor and I'd like you to come over and give me a quote. And you know what? They're probably going to maybe give you a little bit of a break too, because you you got referred by the neighbor. You know, I, I agree. And like next door, you and I keep talking about it. What I like about that, that kind of advertising, well, when it's used as an advertising vehicle. Right. I know, I, I'd be curious to know the percentage of usage that is either a bunch of just kind of all that malarkey versus kind of good just productive advertising i'd like i i don't know i feel goes on it much more frequently than i do but i i know that next door you have to sometimes tune it out because it's you know it's a lot of to the person who you know looked at me cross-eyed when i was crossing the street you know you're a jerk right, <laughs> you know, right. It's a lot of that. but 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 i actually have a carpet cleaner his name is russell and uh years ago he started doing our carpets and he um, I put out one time just that just unsolicited, like he didn't really even ask me to, but his work, his service for us was so well done. And we just really wanted to share with us our good experience. And I did it on next door. This again was years ago. And he, it was, I guess it was like Christmas or the holidays were kind of up like around the corner. He got so much business that he had to turn a lot away um, from that. And I think the reason you can be so successful in all kinds of social media advertising, but in, in a, in one that's a little bit more localized is because it's, it's like you said, it's more personal. You, oh, you might know that person or it's a local business. And, and I love that. I love that these local businesses are doing so well. You don't always have to go to the big national, you know, companies to come and do your work. Cause there are a lot and they do a good job, and it's it's more personalized. Yeah, the you know, and 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 I find that over the last so many months, you know, the, the if <clears throat> if people used to advertise like in magazines, uh, for instance, there used to be lots of restaurants that advertised in magazines, but they've had to over the pandemic, they've had to adjust their menu, they've had to adjust their their seating and all that. A magazine, you have to lay out an ad two months in advance to run. You know, you've got to do it in January for the March issue of the magazine. 
And so by the time it runs in the March uh, issue, you may have changed things around. So I'm starting to find, maybe you do too, getting a lot more direct mail, getting thing, mail pieces uh, in, in, the, in the mailbox, uh, advertising for specials. And there's lots of deals that are out there too. You know, buy one, get one free. Uh, coupon books are arriving. Uh, boy, I can't wait until my Kroger coupon book comes every couple of weeks because I get out my coupons because if I can buy, you know, two bags of vegetables and get another bag free, wow. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't pass up that. Can't pass up that. Well, you know, I, I'm, I have to say I'm not a, I'm not a coupon girl. I, I never really have been. Um, I mean, it, there are some that are pretty um, obvious and simple and easy to use, but others tend to irritate me because it kind of a lot of times gets you into buy what you don't need and you're, <laughs> you're, you're not really getting a deal because you're buying stuff that you don't need to get the free item or whatever the case. I'm just not a big, you know, coupons will grab my attention if they're real legit, real good bar, a real good bargain coupon. But I think it's really cool. You know, there used to be a show, I don't know, you know, like a something like a, a, a couponer, like a somebody who does the coupons and saves them and actually can go into a store and make money, you know, from their coupons. I think that's really cool. It takes, I, I, respect their time and 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 effort but i'm not i'm not a coupon form of advertising i'm not a big coupon and and i gotta tell i gotta tell you i i am i know now i if if i see a coupon that says you know for like a bottle of ketchup you know if you buy three bottles you get one free i, I know i don't need four bottles of ketchup <laughs> but uh you are know, you if, sure if it's, yeah, if it's if it's you know for for frozen vegetables or something, you know, get get a dollar off when you buy three bags. I know I'm going to go through three bags right. of frozen vegetables right. and <clears throat> save a dollar. You know, uh, <clears throat> and every once in a while you get one for free. You know, a free carton of eggs. Hey, I'm I'm there. You know, <laughs> free That's is free. And 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 again, I think coupons are like. I mean, I still get flyers in the mailbox. I. I would venture to say that flyers aren't the most effective way to advertise your business because I think a lot of people consider it junk mail and before even really reading the fine print, chunk it. So I don't, right. I would guess, you know, that, and, and I'm speaking kind of because that's me. I don't go through my mail like that looking for that, but some people do. Some people get those big, thick envelopes where inside it's roof, local roofing companies and real estate agents and everything. And some people love to just kind of, you know, uh, pour through those big coupons. But I don't know how effective it is. And I would think that it would be pretty costly to print up all those flyers and well, print it. Yeah, you're, you're right. Plus that, that these companies that we were talking about social media, those same companies that have those ads that they have to lay out and pay big bucks for in the magazine or to have those flyers printed and bulk mailed to the neighborhoods, they can go on their website, they can go on their Facebook page, and they can present that same special right there today. And if all of a sudden they get inundated, they can take it off in a minute. Uh so whatever whatever you do in print media 
or you did on billboards on the highway, that can all be done on social media now too. And when you open up your phone, very often you go to check your email, all of a sudden you get a pop-up or something. Geico, save 15%. uh, uh, on that. So it's it's right there in front of us all the time. And right. then, you know, going back to what you said earlier, net, you know, the, 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 the neighborhood, uh, uh, I just forgot the name of the, 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 the website. What is it uh, in the neighborhood? Next door. Huh? Next door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ne- next door. I mean, it's a great, great venue for trying to find information. Uh, people, I see it all the time. Somebody says, I just moved to, to the area uh, and I need, I need a, a good storage place. Or uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking for a dentist uh, or, or another kind of doctor or a good pet hospital. Boy, all of a sudden, you'll see in the next couple of days, there's 50 people that say, go to this, go to this veterinarian or that one. And you'll see that when you start to see that same name show up four five, six, seven times, that's probably right. one that you should call and get, get some information. Right. And that's you know, free. That's and free. free. And, that, and that's, and I, and again, I don't know how, and it is free, I guess. I don't know how free it is. Like, for example, I, you were talking about pop-ups on your cell phone uh, there's a lot of advertising just on like Facebook or, uh, you know, just, if you just go on the internet, you know, right. let's Google, Google anything, right. You can Google anything, but, um, also if you're playing games on your phone, uh, you know, candy crush or any kind of word game or solitaire exactly. or whatever your game is, they actually, and it's, you know, have advertising that come up on those games just pop up and you can X out of them or whatever. But a lot of the times it's, it's kind of almost a little bit weird because a lot of times the advertising almost seems like it's customized to what you've been looking at on Facebook or what you've been Googling or emails that you, you of course it's a little bit like, how did they, but not all the time, but a lot of times like, my the pop-ups on my games you know are kind of ads that i would be interested in seeing some not but a lot are and i think that's a, a excellent way of advertising yeah and i'm talking we're talking about advertising advertisers you know not only just the consumer but right right also they've they've done these advertising on these games to where you can actually win or uh, like if you view a video, for example, say it's a pop-up ad, it'll say view video to, you know, to earn however many bonus points or whatever the reward would be for your game to kind of boost your chances of whatever. You'd have to play these games to really understand that. But, but it's pretty neat way of advertising because often I will view the video if it's something I'm interested in looking at. And then I not only do a lot of times have I found a, a company or a business or a product or something that I'm interested in looking into, but then I also get my my reward on my little game. So it, it sounds silly, but it's a very good way of advertising. And I don't know how much it costs them to put their company name out there on these games. I don't know who makes the money. I don't know how the deals are made. Well, the, you know, let's say it's an insurance ad. You know, uh, uh, that I, w- I was talking about earlier, 
it may cost the same thing for them to, to be on social media as it did for them to be on TV or to be in a magazine. The thing is, they are probably potentially going to reach, you know, 5 million more people on social media because they're paying to have that commercial come up and rotate so that, like you said, you play the game, maybe you play two, two games, then there's an ad. You play two more games, and then there's an ad. Well, not only is the social media site going to make money from the advertiser, but if you decide, you know, I want to play this game without the ads, you pay for that. Right. In order yep. to, 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 to play those games ad-free. So, yes. Yes, you know, I have seen that. I've seen that option. I don't care enough to not see the ads. I'll either X out quickly or look at the ad. I don't care. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stuart, I agree with you. On, like, I mean, my gosh, if you think back to advertising back in the day, back in the day was whatever yesterday, because um, <laughs> things change so quickly, right? But like, yes, newspaper, and I used to work for USA Today. So I mean, newspaper ads, magazine, you know, uh, just in print, in print, print advertise, print right. advertising. You you can reach, I mean, who's, we, now we still get a newspaper. Uh, my father still gets a newspaper, but most of our friends do not get newspapers anymore. So I, I agree with you that social media advertising, internet advertising, Google, all of that is a much more effective way to reach the masses. And I have to tell you again, I'm going to reference just last week because we did spend a lot of time down at my parents, but the auction sale that they are going to have on some of their um, belongings and furniture and whatnot um, is going to be online. Um, now, oh, really? okay. they do, there are companies that obviously still offer, you know, in-house auctioning where you come into the home and you browse around and there are, you know, but obviously during COVID, some of that changed, but this particular company in Houston happens to be one of the few that has their own warehouse site where they take these items and they stage them very nicely, clean them up, stage them, backdrop, whatnot. Uh, then they'll write a description and it goes live online. And there are companies, antique, uh, and what do you call antique people, people who look for antiques, antiquers, and it, yeah. antique, antique. Anyway, yeah. those, those people. <laughs> but think of the lady who met with us, she said, it's it's we get so much more traffic doing it this way and you'll have so many more people looking at your things you know doing it online so there again just the power um which is why i completely understand and in fact as a consumer i have embraced online advertising social media google but but that's me. My parents, for example, I made the big mistake of throwing away their phone books while I was in Houston. And that was a big mistake because they still use their phone books. I didn't even think we made phone books anymore, but I found a drawer phone. And I said to my mom, mom, you can just Google the number. And she just said, I don't Google. <laughs> so I get that this form of advertising isn't for everyone. <laughs> right. But, you know, and, and, and also just like, you know, if you, if you ever bought anything from a magazine, chances are you sent in the information, your name and, and address where to send the goods that you ordered from the magazine and all, and all of a sudden you realize that a month later or two months later, now you're getting 
this magazine and that magazine oh, and yeah. because one magazine also makes money by selling your information to somebody else. This is happening with email. Uh, you, you buy something online uh, and all of a sudden you start to get emails. Uh, for instance, we uh, will we'll, we'll occasionally uh, get some goods via Amazon or from Target or whatever delivered de- delivered to the house. Then all of a sudden, I get an email. Well, you can save money by shopping a J.C. Penny website, or or go to this website uh, and 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 save money. And you start getting emails. Well, that's the name of the game now. Is that they are also trying to share that information? Unless you specifically say, "Don't share my information with any other company," but. They're out there and they do that because that's the name of the game. They want the, the greatest number of eyes to fa- find, fall on their website or to, to see, and maybe somebody will buy something from them. Yeah. And I, I, that's a, that's another, in addition to the in-app, in-app advertising that we were talking about, email advertising is another one that's huge. I find it for some reason, I find it more annoying than the in-app advertising. I don't know why I think because, I get, I can wake up, I could go to sleep at night and I can wake up in the morning to 25, you know, just email advertisement. And I have attempted in the past to go through the process of unsubscribe and it just doesn't always work. And so I find that a little bit annoying, mainly because I have to go through and clean it up because it's in my email. The in-app advertising, I look at it or I don't look at it. It doesn't, you know, I don't have to clean it up later. The email advertising, I have to clean up. You know, I have to delete. Right. So I, I, did, I think it's an effective form of advertising. But for me as a consumer, I find it to be, a, for me personally, just a little bit more annoying than some of the other forms of advertising. I'll give you, I'll give you a tip and I'll share this tip with our, with our, our viewers and listeners. It's something that, that I don't remember who, who taught it to me. But with direct mail, solicitations you get a lot of them uh, all the time from from some nonprofit organizations and sometimes it's to to sell your car or or whatever if you get a solicitation in the mail and they just keep on coming you know every month you'll get another one from the same company take the the information open up the envelope take the information and if it's got a postpaid return envelope Take whatever they sent you and stuff it back inside the prepaid envelope going back to them, including I even take the envelope they sent to me and fold it in half and stuff it in there and seal it up. And at their expense, you send it back to them. You'll find after a while, they'll take your name off the list because they had to pay for you to send that junk mail back to them. I didn't know that it came with pre paid return envelopes. Well, a lot of, a lot of them do. For instance, you know, like like a, a lot some of the insurance companies, they want you to fill out the information or so and, and mail it back. You know, if you got to put a stamp on it, I may just put it in the in the garbage. But very often it's 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 a prepaid solicitation. So like for instance, sometimes it's from the 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 police benevolence uh, National Police Benevolent Association or something. Well, if I want to give, I'll give to my local police department, uh, you know, not some national concern because it's just a it's just a fundraising company that's trying to get funds. They'll send you a prepaid envelope to to send back your donation, 
Well, I send them back the donation form. I send them back the cover letter. I send them back all the inserts. I send them back the envelope it came in. Stuff it in that envelope. Lick it. Boom. In the in the mailbox. And then all of a sudden you find out a month or so later, you stop getting solicitations from that company. Yep. All right. Well, that's good advice. I will have to look for that. I Again, I tend to just, I'm a big tosser. Yeah. I get yeah. It. And you don't cut coupons. And I don't cut coupons. Um, <laughs> I don't, and I don't, I just don't, don't. And Phil would not, yeah, he knows that about me. <laughs> um, but what about text uh, text advertisements? Do you get a lot of those? Because I do get a lot of text advertisements. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, those sometimes are spinoffs from somebody else that you yeah. got a, a, a text from. Uh, I'm trying to think of the ones that I've been getting lately. Well, one of them, there's a couple of restaurants that yeah. will te text you that, you know, this week, uh, buy, a, buy a slab of ribs, get the second slab for half price or whatever. And, and I, I say, you know, I went to that restaurant once but I keep, you know, and it was okay. And if I want to go again, I'll go again. The the other ones, I'll tell you, the other ones, the pizza places, almost every week, something from from Domino's or or Little Caesars or something with the, the their their special of the week. Uh, and yeah. that's another one that you say you go to the bottom of the email or, or or text and and find the unsubscribe. You could push that unsubscribe button till your thumb turns blue, and you're still going to get more of those those yeah. texts and emails. Well, you're, you're talking about specials, like definitely special. Um, I mean, special offers are definitely a, a, a great form of advertising. And I tend to notice those and respond to those. And I find that maybe not in a big way in terms of not in a big way, dollar amount per person, but big way in terms of attracting a lot of people, special offers, I think will grab people's attention for example, like Kroger here, our, when they do their uh, 15 or 20% off of their, you know, wine, that's a big savings, especially when it's 20%. I think every now and then, maybe once or twice a year, they'll do 25%. Yep. I, I know for a fact that that brings a lot of people into their store, even people who don't shop at Kroger on a regular basis, if they shop at maybe, shop at maybe Market Street, Whole Foods, Tom Thumb, wherever, when they put that special offer out there, they do get a lot of people not just buying their wine, because let's face it, you go into your grocery store, you got to find some other items that you need. So exactly. I, I, and I just use that as an example, but you know, obviously other special offers, discounts, buy one, get one free, other things that we've talked about, but, but, a, but a big special noticeable offer, I think is a great way to advertise and bring people into your, to your business. Um, yeah, very effective. Um, and really a lot of that is, I know that I've been, I've known to take a picture of the sign because they'll put their signage out in the store bet between the, the, the weeks of da -da -da or the days of whatever, whatever. And I'll, I'll take a picture of it and I'll send it in a group text to my, to my, to my people <laughs> um, <laughs> to let them know this is coming up. And so word of mouth, you know, special offers like that generate word of mouth, which generates then interest and foot traffic and the people coming in. So you know, and, there's and a lot of 
I think you're going to start to see a lot more of that now because uh, we're, we're, we're getting out of the COVID days and people are getting in their cars and they are going out. And so you're going to receive some of those emails and those texts uh, to, to come in for in-store uh, specials because they need to get foot traffic back in to help pay for the overhead of keeping those stores open. Well, have you been out lately here locally? Because uh, yeah. baby, baby, we're back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been uh, to the mall, to the stores, to restaurants, to, and I'm telling you, it's, it's like before it was back then, before the, right. yeah. it, the grocery stores and, you know, this is Texas though. I don't know how it is wherever you're, yeah. wherever you live listening to the show, but. Yeah, for, for a while there, you could, you could pull up to a store, maybe park in the first or second row. Now all of a sudden it's getting back to where you got to park at the end of the parking lot and walk to get in. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's, but, but again, you know, that's here, here in, in Texas and in our, where we live, I know it's different all over across the country, but, but I do have to say, Stuart, since we are talking here from Frisco, Texas, um, just to remind our local listeners to get out and vote in the um, runoff. Uh, last voting day is Saturday. Yep. So if you have a candidate that you really, you know, and, and you got to put mudslinging aside, you got to really look at the better candidate, but you need, do need to get out there and, and vote. You know, you and I are big uh, voters. We like to do our part. And so I just thought for local listeners, we should remind them Saturday is the last day to vote. And it's an important one. And again, my advice is wash all the mud, mud off the candidates and look at just decide who's the better one and make your decision. That's right. It's it's your your duty to vote and uh, and uh, exercise that that right to vote. And the other, the other thing you need to exercise is your ability to come back and see us again next week. Absolutely, because we'll be here at eleven o'clock next Wednesday. So why don't you come and join us for another session of something to talk about? All right, sounds good. Deal. Bye, guys. See Thanks. you later.